Hello, everybody. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. Oh, I shouldn't say that. This time of year. It, Merry Christmas, everybody. It's uh, the 19th. I'm recording this on the 19th of December. So that's close enough. I may not get another podcast out before the, the old fat bastard squeezes his gelatin dimpled ass down the chimney. You know, did you guys have stories that you invented yourselves like I did because your home did not have a chimney? Because you were living in goddamn poverty. You know, on the wrong side of the railroad tracks, those houses with no chimneys. No, we had a, we had a nice house growing up. It's just, you know, you know, no, not everybody has a chimney. We had a fireplace that kind of went, it was like a, an electric one. And it got pumped out to the back. But any hoozles, my point is I didn't have a, a fireplace. And uh, so I would say that Santa was magical. So he could, you know, shrink himself down to whatever size he wanted. And then pop out full size after he found his way in through our vents. I would say if Santa would come through the vents by uh, skinnying himself down. Pop it out, make the toys, put them under the tree, skinny out, go out. And, I mean, my parents must have been like, yeah, sure, thanks. Because those would have been harder questions to answer for them, you would think. You know, be impressed by kids like, hey, we don't have a chimney. How's Santa going to get here? You know parents deal with that. But I, I was coming up with my own solutions. My parents were off the hook. They were like, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, he, he shimmies down the vent. Sure thing, you dumb little bastard. Yes. You will, as a child, you will rationalize whatever you need to if you know on the other side of that rainbow is some fucking Transformers. Oh, my God. I still, my wife is always on me about, what is, why is, uh, is Christmas such a big deal to you? Let's, let's pare down the gifts this year. Only, only gifts for children, none for us. Or maybe let's cap it at $20. I'm like, no, no, I will not cap it at $20. I love Christmas. I love the over-commercialized Christmas. Like, I know. I know it's gotten ridiculous. And I'm not saying just go be a vapid, shallow piece of shit. Do your part. Give to some charities. Help some people out. But the point of life is joy. Is it not? Isn't that why you guys come to this podcast? To understand the meaning of life? And the meaning of life is joy. I actually think that's true. I think... You know, the meaning of life, there's no, there's no technical me- meaning, you know. It's just a, a series of random happenstances that where life was created and we, we ended up with a consciousness, right? That sounds scientific. And, uh, but the point, the reason, what, 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 what else do you try to do if you're an ant, if you're a, a human being? I mean ant, A-N-T, not A-U-N-T. So if you're an ant... Insect or ant human, what are you trying to do in life? You just you're just trying to live, cause life is. Wh- why why do you have an instinct to live, or or to pass on your genes like I did, with two boys who are gonna go crazy on Christmas in a couple of years once they understand what's going on, and we tell them that Santa Claus, uh, I don't know, in my apartment building he he buzzes in. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sad. no chimney, but he, he just buzzes in. He's He's got a passcode. He's got one of the fobs. 
So he can just come and go as he pleases in all the apartment buildings. Yeah, Santa carries lots of fobs. And um, the point of life it is because it's it's worth living. This is what I was saying the other day. When I was saying when I was trying to uh, come up with some lofty reason to continue doing stand up, the reason is that life itself it you're supposed to have joy in life. The reason is that life it, why why would you want to live a life if you were in misery? So the point of life, the meaning of life is to live and to be joyful. Now, I ask you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, what brings more joy to a human being than presents on Christmas? I submit that nothing brings you more joy than getting shit on Christmas. Nothing. Not your not not your pornographies, you know? Or your your dirty sex games that you're you're having with your with your swings and your gags and whatever else you're into, and if you are, have at it. But I'm just saying, that's nothing compared to getting presents, unless the gag you got was a present on Christmas. Then you know that's a two for one right there. Then you know, feel free to be as joyous as I. But yeah, love Christmas, my fondest memories. You know, I don't have a real good memory either. So, Christmas, luckily, some of that shit sticks out, you know? Now, granted, I'm still me, so some of the bad stuff sticks out. Like, the day I got, uh, uh, he was the villain in the GoBots. Oh, God, what what was his name? Who knows? But he was a motorcycle. Was it Axel? Because that would make sense, wouldn't it? Anyway, he was a motorcycle, and I was taking him out to package, and it was a GoBot, not a Transformer, you know? So... The GoBots weren't made as well, at least in my recollection, and certainly my experience, as I snapped one of the fucking, I don't know what you'd call it, the thing that holds the tire on. Man, was I pissed off. Oh, I was so mad. I ended up getting another one, I think, like a year later, because I wouldn't shut up about how my life was ruined. So, yeah, I remember some of the bad stuff, but you know, I got over that tragedy. And I remember uh, being in Labrador City with my aunt and getting Metroplex. Oh, my God. Metroplex the Transformer. He was a whole city. He was a whole city. And the thing is, we lived in Toronto at the time. And and we drove to Labrador City to spend Christmas with my uh, aunt and uncle, my Uncle Lester, my Aunt Maureen. And then um, what ended up happening is I was freaking out the whole time. I was about eight years old. No, seven. I was seven years old, so I was, you know, getting a little old and a little long in the tooth to be believing in Santa, but I did because, like I told you, I can rationalize. But I was thinking, I was starting to doubt it, you know? But I was still a kid, and I was saying to my parents, is Santa going to know where we are, right? Because we're at Aunt Maureen and Uncle Lester's. There's just no way, you know? And uh, we wake up on Christmas morning, and there is Metroplex amongst other presents. I don't know what my brother and sister got. Who gives a shit about them? I got Metroplex. Now, I'm looking at the size of this box, and in my little brain, who is just ready to think, my parents 
are Santa Claus. That's what I was starting to think. And I was thinking to myself in my young brain. So my parents are going to bring gifts from Toronto in the drive and go to Labrador City. So, but there's three kids in the car and our luggage and my parents. And when you see the size of that box, you realize there was no way to get that in our whatever we had. What was that? It was an Oldsmobile? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But we, there's no way to get that box in there. So I'm saying to my parents, Is it, how, how did this happen? Thinking that they must be Santa Claus. And they were like, well, obviously, we didn't bring it. So Santa showed up and brought it. And you know what? I got another 365 days of belief out of that. Because I'm like, that fat man, that's the only explanation. You know, I wasn't quite smart enough. Not a savvy little kid. Didn't realize that my aunt and uncle could have picked it up for my parents and left it there. No. Now, I was thinking that Maureen and Lester, how are they going to know I want a Metroplex? You know, what do we have, phones? In 1987? 1985. 1985, guys. You know, my God, how time flies. So the point is, I uh, love Christmas, and I like getting stuff, and I like giving stuff. It's a little bit stressful because we got a, we got a big family. My sister got herself five kids, and my brother's got himself two kids, and now I have two. That's a lot of fucking kids, right? You got a, uh, a lot of gifts. I feel bad for the grandparents. They're just like, okay, here we go. Lots of gifts. But anyway. Christmas. I say Merry Christmas, and you want to know why? Because I don't give a shit. I'm not religious. Yes, like the people, the way people are getting offended at shit is just, it's gone so ridiculous. It, and it's a huge distraction. Yeah, like a lot of people sensibly will say, you know, there's there's shit going on in the world, Syria, Africa. You know, there, there's stuff happening that needs our attention. Not whether or not a Christmas song should be banned or, or just, just don't play it or don't listen to it. Who gives a shit? Just put your energy into something else. I was watching this thing on the YouTube, The Big Think, and they were saying that the just culture of outrage where people are on social media yelling about, hey, that song shouldn't be on the radio, and they feel like they've done something. When, in fact, you've done nothing. You've done less than nothing. All you've done is contribute anger and rage into the world. So no one's taking action. People are just simply blaring from their phone and then smugly folding their arms going, I did something. I I fixed that. No more rapey songs. I did it myself. I did it on my Twitter. Hashtag no rapey song. Put your energy into something good. Something, something meaningful. Go out. Try to stop uh, weapons dealing in, in developing nations. Go ahead and try that. You can tweet about that all day long. Nobody's going to give you a guff. So the point is, Merry Christmas. Because I don't give a shit. There's bigger things to worry about. If someone comes up to me and is like, hey, happy Hanukkah, I'm like, hey, go fuck yourself. Come here, I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm like, yeah, hey, happy Hanukkah, right on. Happy Kwanzaa, yeah, buddy, right back at you. 
You know? Hail to Satan. No problem, my friend. Hail to him. Sounds like a good dude. Dresses all in red. Nice. He's got style. He looks like a pimp. That's all I'm saying. All I know, and you may, you may be able to tell from my voice, I'm giddy. I'm giddy. I'm also hungry. Um, we got Indian food on the way, and uh, I'm going to try to bang this podcast out while I wait for the Indian food. And plus, my wife is upstairs with a friend of hers, Jess, and uh, the two kids. So it's a good time for me to get the hell away. Go down to the XC60 recording studio, blare out a podcast. But the joy in my voice is not just Christmas. It's Christmas vacation. I uh, finished all my corporates for the year. And even though I start work again on the 27th, I immediately am hosting at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa. If you're in the area, you know, and you want to see me, I'm hosting there. But my headline there will be in February. So, you know, if you can't make it out in February, if you know ahead of time, you got like a scheduled C-section or something. You know, you uh, maybe you want to come see me in uh, January or, or in, yeah, or, uh, late December. Oh, holy Christ, guys. I thought I was going to have to get out of the car and do some CPR on somebody. Holy fuck. There was this guy going, bah, bah, bah. and then I was thinking, oh, do I run out and try to help? But maybe it's somebody who has like a, a disorder or Tourette's or something and they can't help it. And then I've made it awkward. But then it just kept going. And then I heard a little voice going, Bip. I'm like, is it a dog? A, a man? There's a man barking at a at a little dog, and uh, it's still. I, I I think I I, I gotta go, I gotta go help. I gotta help this dog and help this man, right? Because I'm a I'm a good citizen. It's Christmas for Christ's sake. Uh, turns out it was a dude and his daughter. And since we're in a parking garage, the daughter is finding it hilarious that there's an echo. So they are both screaming. But you would think, you know, do people a favor, scream echo. Something like that, right? So people don't think that there's something crazy going on. Jesus H. Christ. I mean, I do that too with the kid. Kids love echoes. But I have the foresight to go, echo! So people know, hey, they're playing an echo game. They're not just screaming at the top of their lungs and they're in desperate need of medical attention. Anyway, back to the matter. What was I talking about? Oh, I'm on vacation. Corporates, man. Corporates done for the year. And I tell you what, uh, a couple were good, a couple were bad. <laughs> and uh, if there's any way I can avoid doing them next year, I will. I say that every year, but I mean it this year. I think with the uh, satellite radio play I'm getting, you know, if I can get another CD out, um, get on the clean radio stations maybe, you know, put out a clean comedy CD Oh, buddy, I think I might be packing in those corporates, I tell you. Because the reason I do them is so I can have enough money to buy stuff for Christmas. Because I like Christmas. I don't know if I told you that. but So one of the corporates, one of the ones that went bad, did I tell you about this? I don't think I did. I haven't done a podcast in a little while, and I apologize. You know, I uh, Christmas season, bit busy, a uh, bit lazy. A lot lazy. A lot lazy. Sitting around drinking way too many beers. Had four beers last night. Can you believe that? I mean, I was out. I was I was out at a, at a comedy function. They do a party, a, a comedy party every year for the comedians. So I try to go, and I usually go, and, and comedians are not healthy people, so I always get sick. Because you go there, and people show up, and they've got the fucking flu. 
because they're comics and they're always on the road and then they, they eat like shit and they drink like shit and then they just come around, fuck up everything anyway. It was a nice time. I it was It's sort of the thing you go to because you don't want people to think that you're not around anymore, you know? It's nice to see the faces and it's it's nice to catch up with people, but it's also nice when people realize, "Hey, you didn't you didn't disappear. You're still here, even 40 years old, still going." That's right, baby. It's going to be a short podcast, by the way, because I got uh got to make sure I get upstairs for the Indian food, and I don't want to leave Sarah with the kids up there too long. But what was I talking about? Anybody know? Is this podcast worth putting out? I'm going to do it anyway. I don't know why I'm asking you. Oh, I, yeah, I was going to talk about minimalism. I'll talk about that after. But the corporates, one of the ones that went bad, it was this engineering fucking thing, man. <sighs> These guys. So anyway, it's not totally the fault of, you know, the people who left. So like my uh, my friend Daryl Purvis was up hosting it, and I was going to come on second. And then um, they just got up and left. About five minutes into Daryl's routine, they all went to an open bar and they just started drinking. You know, I did. I, I think I might have told you guys this, but the guy they did a uh, an hour long sketch, an hour long like uh, the boss dressed up as Santa Claus, and he introduced twenty seven new employees one by one, and uh, they all told a street joke, and then uh, yeah, I'm still thinking about it, scarred, and that's why like I just want, just want to not do them next year. That's my that's my New Year's resolution already. No more corporate shows. But not in a way where you don't do them because you don't want to and uh, or nobody's asked you to do them. But don't do them because you were able to replace it with better, something better, you know? Like my YouTube channel is doing better or my, uh, you know, the satellite radio play is picked up. Stuff like that. Then fuck them. Then I'm not doing that shit anymore. But, um... Yeah, the minimalist thing I was going to talk about. I've been watching this. I don't know if... There's a documentary on Netflix. A lot of you know about it. It's The the Minimalists. And it's really good. And uh, these two guys, they just stop buying shit. They get rid of everything. And they just live much more freely. But I'm not that interested in that particular lifestyle. Like I said, I like stuff and presents. But I am interested in less clutter. So I'm trying to incorporate it in. And so I've been watching on YouTube the director of The Minimalists. He's a camera guy. You know, he's a director and an editor, so he's got gear. So I'm listening to him because he's also a minimalist. But, like, his house is so... Is, he's just in a one-bedroom apartment and it's so organized. Man, it's fucking... Yeah, I know he doesn't have a kid, but still, like, you can organize your shit, you know? So I started doing that. I started... I, I you know, I have... I had a desk that I hadn't... You know, like, my desk is in three parts, so I'm only using one part of it, but I can expand a desk to make it three parts. But I haven't used that part in, like, two years. So I just, it's just been collecting hordes of dust under the bed. So I threw all that out. I, and it turns out the cat had barfed under the bed a pile of times. But uh, we, we couldn't see that because my desk was shielding us from it. You know, my wife, is, she's got asthma, and her asthma's been acting up lately. It's like, no, let's get rid of shit. And I'm throwing out all my clothes, like literally as much, many clothes as I get. There's like a, I don't know what it is, a six-month rule that they have that if you haven't used it in six months and you don't think you're going to use it in the next six months, just throw it out. And some people have like a 90-day rule when it comes to clothing. They'll say, so what they'll do is they'll turn their hangers around, right? 
So, and anytime you use an article of clothing, you know, you flip the hang, you flip the hanger the other way. So, you know, at the end of 90 days, which clothes you didn't turn the hanger around on and you can toss that shit. I'm like, that's not a bad idea. Cause I mean, if you don't wear something in three months, maybe you could give it six months because we're, I mean, we're in Canada. You're not going to, you're not going to throw your parka out, you know, just because it's uh, August and you haven't worn it in three months. That, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, you can throw that shit out that you don't use. And I just freeing up space, man. And I'm, I'm just, I'm powering it down. I, I basically, I work on my iPad and that is it. I have my heavy duty computer, you know, that I, I use for the big stuff, the big editing and all that. And then I have my iPad and, and that's it. Got my little camera gear. Oh, man. So I really, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying that minimalist shit. I'm trying to eat well again. You know, I was, uh, the vegan thing, I think, was good for me. I think it uh, made me feel good, gave me some energy, uh, made me a whole lot less fat. I am fat as shit now. And that's not going to change in the next couple of weeks. I know that. Maybe I'll do like a New Year's thing, like every other chump. I always hate when people make the New Year's resolution to go to the gym and get in shape. Because I'm like, get in shape all the time. But like, now I'm that guy. I have let it go long enough. Just, I, I used to get a corporate membership to the gym with my, with my wife because she worked for the government. But she's not getting a membership because she's pregnant with kids all the time the last two years. So uh, her membership lapsed. And I need her to have a membership in order for me to get the discounted membership. So I never bothered to get the regular membership because it's super expensive and I don't have a lot of time to go to the gym. Even though I have the same amount of time in the day that everybody else has, I still say I don't have enough time. I know it's bullshit and it's an excuse. But anyway, that's the point is I just I'm not going. So why spend the money on the membership? But I'm going to have to start doing something again. I'm falling apart. You know, now that the phosphorus is kicking in, seemingly my bones are getting a little bit better, but my muscles are falling apart because they're atrophying. I'm like George Costanza in the summer of George. I'm just not, I'm not getting off my ass. I'm not doing a damn thing. So I, uh, although last, last few days, pretty good. We got, we got a pool in the, in the building because I am living high on the hog over here, as my friend Dennis would say. Not owning a home has its advantages, okay? Don't ever think it doesn't. Number one, you have more money because you're not throwing all your money into a mortgage. Unless your rent costs more than a mortgage would, which is almost never the case, you're not throwing your money away if you're saving that excess money. So we have more money. We have more freedom. And uh, now that we're minimalists, we're starting to get enough space. We're starting to organize. But... uh you also have some amenities. A, we live in a really good part of the city, but B, our building has a pool, and it's a nice fucking pool. You know when you're in a hotel sometimes, you show up, and like you got to go be at a hotel for work or whatever, and then they've got a pool, and you're like, hey, I'm going to use that pool. And then, you, and then you do, and you're like, I, what a day that was. Went there for work, but I had a little swim around in the pool. And it, refreshing yeah, it's, it's a bit of exercise. Man, you feel like a million bucks. We have a pool in the building. Like, I, I have a hotel pool access constantly, and no one goes to it. No one fucking goes to it. I have no idea why. Because it's lovely. So I've been taking the boy. He's been asking to go, and instead of me making up excuses 
<laughs> as to why we can't go. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Even if it's early in the morning. And I say, yeah, let's go. Let's go to this fucking pool. And I'll tell you, here is, here's the key. Here's the key to getting into a swimming pool. You got to jump in. And uh, I didn't think I'd be the type of guy telling you that. But that is the truth. You know? What you... I try to go down the stairs and I slowly get cold. And when it gets the, the, the water gets up to your balls and you're like, oh, Jesus. And that's not the worst part. The worst part is trying to get, you know, your chest and shoulders down there. Oh, my goodness gracious. So now what I do is I cannonball. I run cannonball into the pool. I'm pretty sure my bones can handle it. And my son laughs his ass off. And then he jumps in and I catch him, you know. Sometimes he tries to jump too fast because I'm I just cannonballed and I'm trying to get up fast enough so to catch him before he jumps. He doesn't understand he can sink. Not aware that you need to stay afloat in the water. Not aware of that shit. But uh, hey, exercising around, I'm feeling good. I already feel like I dropped weight, but I'm I know I haven't. In fact, I since I had four beers last night, chances are I, I've gained two pounds. But the last last few days, man. Going to that pool, I'm going to try to go to the pool like every second day. You know, especially when my wife's got that new baby coming, right? And my son, you know, you you want to make sure that he's getting enough attention, getting enough one-on-one time, having enough fun. You know, we we might be a little bit house-ridden at times. God knows the winter is is making us, uh, giving us a little bit of the cabin fever every now and again. Let's go down to the pool, man. Jesus Christ. Sometimes you got to count your blessings. You know, even though you broke a GoBot one Christmas, now you live in a place that has a nice pool. You got Indian food that I desperately need to eat. I'm getting lightheaded. This podcast is probably totally off the rails. I may not have pressed record. And it's only going to be a 30-minute long podcast because that they said that Indian food's getting here between 722 and 732. And it is 7 o'clock right now. And I don't want to miss a second. I don't want to miss a second of that Indian food. Especially because Sarah's friend Jess is here. What if she tries to gobble up all the good stuff? You know, her and her her toddler scarfing down the deep fried veggies or whatever it is. Man, oh man. Christmas time. Guys, if you're not into Christmas time, get into it. And now, listen, listen, I understand it's an emotional time that when bad stuff has happened in your life, that is also highlighted during the holidays. But let me put a positive spin on it. You want to know why? It's because, you know, you want to spend time with friends and family. And if stuff has happened in your past, it makes you miss them a little bit more. You know, it makes it makes it. But that's the thing is celebrate the good memories that you had with these people, you know, and you probably had some of those good memories around Christmas, hopefully. And if you hadn't, make new memories with new people and leave that shit in the past. If it's all bad memories, leave it in the past. If you got some good memories, cherish them, hold on to them. Don't break your GoBots, guys. That's it for the podcast. I know, I know it's nice and short, but guys, at least you got something. I'm going to take my gear to Ottawa, all right? And I'm going to try to do some podcasts from there. I got, uh, I'll got i be in show mode anyway. So when I'm in show mode, I like doing podcasts, you know? I like, I like talking. I feel like, I feel like I definitely 
need to do this more, these podcasts more, because it's been two weeks, I think, since I've done one, and I, I'm me, so my short-term memory does not exist. So I can't tell you what happened in these last two weeks. So, if, But if I do one once a week, then I can, I can tell you what happened the week before, as opposed to only my bad. Do you, hear, do you hear what I'm saying? Like I was talking about how much I love Christmas and uh, how glad I am to be on vacation, how much I love stand-up comedy, you know, and uh, wh- what are the two memories that I gave you? Me breaking GoBots um, and me uh, hating a Christmas corporate. And then even the other memory, the Metroplex, you know, me doubting my parents. But at least that one ended magical. That ended magical. And that's the thing. People are like, are you lying to your kids? It's, you shouldn't, shouldn't be lying to your kids. Let me tell you something. The joy. All right? And, guys, what, what did I say the meaning of life was? It's to be joyful. The joy that you give a kid when he thinks some weird fat dude with white hair is handing him anything in his imagination. I mean, it's, uh, that's a world worth living in. All right? So if someone says Merry Christmas, just say, yeah, buddy, back at you. Even whatever you believe, just say back at you. That's what I've been doing. That's it for me. Hope you uh, have a good Christmas. Uh, you know, I'll check in with you soon. I said shut up. Well, good night, everybody. And Merry Goddamn Christmas.